Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Toronto cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, compassionate facility. Right now, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. This is the time when they need you most. This is the time when you can make a real difference when it comes to doing something about the mental health crisis and the devastating opioid epidemic, the overdose epidemic that we're currently experiencing, losing 20 people every day. They need your help. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help CAMH treat addiction and build hope. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures and it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada land. We need you to And so for this month and this month only, you can become a Canada Land supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com slash join. And thank you. Hi, listener of this. Uh, How is it going? We haven't talked in a while, not since everything happened uh, kind of all at once. And uh, a lot of things have changed. A lot of things are changing. It is very exciting. It's a lot to handle. I think it's time I checked in. It's time for me to check in with you and it's time for uh, you to tell me how I'm doing. That's what we're going to do today. I'm going to give you an update on what's happening with Canada Land, on what's happened so far and where this enterprise is going. And um, I am soliciting your input, both through my email address, jesse at jessebrown.ca. And those of you who support the show, I mean, I'm going to listen to all of the feedback and input I get, but those of you who support this show financially every month, I'm going to listen to uh, especially hard because I work for you and that's not like a symbolic thing or rhetoric. It's, it's just true. I, uh, I count on your continued support. So you have a say in what happens here. 
And to those people, um, I suggest, you know, you're certainly welcome to email me at jessehsbrown.ca. But if you are a supporter of the show, the place where I am going to be looking first for feedback to the questions I ask and the things that I bring up today, uh, that's in the comment section of the Patreon posting for this episode. This episode is called Performance Review. And if you are a Patreon supporter to the show, you can leave comments in the comment section underneath that post uh, at patreon.com slash CanadaLand. So here's the state of the nation. Here's the lay of the land right now. Um, this all went really well, really fast, and we are at 80% towards becoming a small news organization. 1,600 of you uh, plus are now kicking in financially. And uh, because of you, there are over 60,000 downloads a week. I have no idea how many people that is, but between um, Canada Land, Canada Land Shortcuts, and the archives, we are getting 60,000 downloads a week. And, and I... I uh, I don't know if that's 20,000 people downloading an average of three episodes a week. That sounds like a lot of Canada land to me. So I think it's probably more than 20,000. I imagine most people are downloading one or two a week. So of course, uh, the big message as always is just thank you very much. Thank you for letting me do this. There are now other people involved whose work you're supporting. Uh, Andrew Norton, who I produce Shortcuts with, uh, you know, Chris DeMello, who has been working with me for a long time, uh, a guy named Sean Craig, who's now helping out with the website. So thanks from all of us uh, for allowing us to do this work. And I also expect that the thousands of people who get to listen to the show for free because you 1600 plus are paying for it are also grateful uh, to you for what you're doing. So yeah, that's uh, that's the headline. Thank you. Okay, so that's out of the way. Um, let's actually get on with it because there's a lot of uh, practical stuff that we have to talk about. A lot of decisions that are getting made as we level up. The way that has been described in the crowdfunder uh, on Patreon is that at $10,000 a month, we start publishing at least one story a day on the website. And we expand to a podcast network. The first new entry in that network will be a politics show. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that politics show later on today. But before we get there, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a glimpse into what I'm dealing with right now and some of the decisions that are getting made because $10,000, which it looks like we are going to hit at some point, you know, I hope, uh, is is wonderful. It's incredible. But it's still not a lot of money when you consider what we're trying to do. If we're going to have a whole bunch of freelancers working on the website, if we're going to have a team putting out this politics show, if we're going to have me and Andrew and Chris working on the two Candleland podcasts, it's still not a ton of resource. And there are other ways of getting resources. There are other ways of getting revenue into Canada land. And the first one that I want to talk about is uh, is advertising, sponsorship. Uh, this show has always had sponsorship. It started off with FreshBooks, later it was Audible.com, then Squarespace, and since then, it's been you. Those of you who support the show are thanked each episode for doing so. And a few of you who are kicking in $80 a month have actually bought advertising spots that will pop up in the future. That was one of the levels of support that was offered. There is now a lot more interest from advertisers. And of course, there's a wider context for this. Uh, podcasting is is hot right now with the success of Serial. There's suddenly all this new interest. I mean, for the first year of this show, podcasting was this thing that no advertiser in Canada really knew much about. And I was making the case that like this is a phenomenal form of advertising for them when you consider that people spend an average of 30 seconds on a website and like as if you're going to 
remember the banner ad on that website, but you spend like 30 minutes with a podcast and I remember the names of the sponsors on all of my favorite podcasts. So this is the case I've been making, you know, usually to deaf ears and all of a sudden advertisers are starting to get it and they're looking at what are our options for podcasts in Canada and here is Canada land. So it would be great to have more revenue coming in. It would be great to hire more freelance journalists on steady contracts. It would be great to put some of those people on full-time contracts. Am I actually explaining why money is good? Uh, At this point, all additional revenue is just going into the content. We're just making more and more content, the more money we get in. And it it is nice to have a we. It's been lonely the first year, so it's nice to have some really talented people to work with. It's nice to be able to kind of build a culture and have a lot of great minds and bounce stories off people and not have everything be so isolated. All of this is great, but I don't want to make any bad moves here, and I don't want to surprise anybody. So I am opening this up for conversation because rather than just sort of take the money and do ads the way we've been doing them or consider new ways of doing ads, I think it's it's a good moment to consider – what our policies are when it comes to advertising and sponsorship. Because as you hear on this show with some frequency, there are problems that arise when you become reliant on certain interests. There was a long time when journalists were very happy. They were proud to plead ignorance as to how their newspaper or news organization made money. They didn't want to know where the money was coming from. They didn't want to be tainted by that knowledge. We are struggling to stay alive. We're struggling to find viable business models. And I think that any engaged journalist who is actually trying to make a go of this has to at least be aware of how the mechanics work. And as we move into a model where you're not dealing with a big organization that that can put people on different floors and have all kinds of policies in place, as we move into journalism that's done by individuals, individuals or by very small groups of people. Everybody's got to do everything. I know where the money's coming from. I simultaneously accept that where money comes from can have an impact on the journalism. And so I submit to you that the best workable solution to this problem, uh, or at least method of dealing with this problem, is complete and total transparency. And that is a long-winded way of saying that I want to know what you think. What kind of ads should we never take? What kind of ads should we look for? How should we put the advertising in? I mean, I've got my own moral compass on this. I think at a bare minimum, you should always know what is advertising and what is not. I think we should probably steer clear of uh, advertising from lobby groups, special interest. Any ads that are trying to get you to think something or vote a certain way are probably ads that we should stay away from. That's my inclination, but I I really don't think that the way that we handle this going forward is that we just trust me to make the right call every time. I mean, it is a very old and boring story, the story of the idealistic uh, journalism effort that gets slowly corrupted and becomes the thing that it hates. Nobody wants it to go that way. Charles Foster Kane didn't think in the back of his mind when he was signing his Declaration of Principles with Joseph Cotton that, you know, one day I'm going to become a huge, bloated, corrupt asshole. He really wanted to do good stuff. So uh, maybe that's a very grandiose. Uh, delusional um, analogy. Uh, William Gaines, when he began Mad Magazine, Al Goldstein at Screw, they had the best of intentions when they started those publications. They didn't know it was going to go south, maybe still too grandiose. I'm not exactly sure who the proper analogy is. The grandiosity of this is if it's ever going to get to that level. Like, I have no idea. The odds are it isn't. The odds are with any editorial journalistic effort in this country is that it's going to be dead in like two years' time. That's what happens almost every time. But maybe not. Maybe we're on to something. Maybe this is going to grow into uh, the kick-ass podcast network that I want it to and the expansive news service that we're going to endeavor to turn it into. I, I think that there's an opportunity. I think that as I go along, as I hear from everybody, I think it's not just about the lack of media criticism. That was a good place to start. But I have a sense that people are underserved and under 
underrepresented by the media in all things, that there is an equal appetite for a good politics show and news in general. And as this moves forward and I find really interesting people who have as much to say about their own area that they cover as I do about the area that I cover, I want to find a way to sort of bring them into this and extend this this sustainable model to them as well uh, so we can actually have a different kind of media in this country. But I don't think I should do so without a map. And so I am asking you to contribute to drafting that map, letting me know what is important to you when it comes to advertising, when it comes to editorial, all of the above. And again, you can do so by emailing me at jesse at jessebrown.ca or if you are a supporter of the show, please use patreon.com slash CanadaLand, the comment section for this episode. Okay, let's talk about the website. I already owe you a rebuild. That was promised at the $4,000 a month mark. So that's underway, but uh, we want to make sure that we only rebuild it once. And so because we're going to five stories a week, right now the website can only really show one story at a time in addition to one podcast at a time. So we are trying to rebuild and redesign in a way that's going to be future-proof, at least for a little while. And um, I have been taking in your suggestions uh, on what to do with the website uh, kill it with fire is not helpful. Thank you to the many people who suggested that. Uh, more practically, you have asked for an RSS feed for the uh, website content as opposed to the podcast content. That is forthcoming. You've asked for a mobile experience that is not unreadably bad. Uh, a reasonable ask, I think. We're working on that. What else do you require from the CanadaLandShow.com website? I would love input. I would love to know what your favorite news sites are so we can steal their best ideas. Let me know that. I want to talk about uh, correspondence. I, here I am soliciting all of this input, and uh, I am way behind on getting back to people. Uh, as I promise every episode, I read everything that you send. That part is fine. I still read everything that you send. But uh, somewhere around October 27th, I stopped being able to respond to like anything. Uh, the volume of stuff that came in, I was just an avalanche, and um, I, I'm only now slowly working through those emails uh, starting at the end of October. I'm committed to getting through it all. Bear with me. It's taking an absurd amount of time. Soon there are going to be different places to put different kind of information. If you have a news tip, it's going to go to a certain address. If you have something for me, it's going to go to my address. For the time being, it's all coming into me and I'm not comfortable asking anybody else to sift through it. There is sensitive information that people have sent in that they want only me to have a look at. And so that's something that I do when I can steal a few minutes here and there. Okay, so let's talk about content, um, editorial agenda, what kind of things Canada Land has been covering and uh, what it should be covering. So the challenge has been that this mega bomb went off uh, with the Gian Gameshi story at the CBC. It's been a real challenge to not let that just overshadow everything that this show is doing. And um, I know that a lot of people are just sick of hearing about him, sick of hearing about this. And uh, I made the decision to just shift away from that, lest it just become what this show is about. And, um, you know, the numbers dropped off. A lot of people were here just to hear about Gameshi and the Gameshi scandal. Uh, I figure that's okay. They can find that stuff elsewhere. Yet the uh, the ripple effect of that story has been that a lot of what I've talked about on the website and on the show has been about the CBC since. And that has gone from something that, you know, just sort of critics of mine um, or, you know, Gameshi supporters, you know, why are you so hung up on the CBC? You've got a chip on your shoulder. You're obviously a bitter, disgruntled ex-employee. Why don't you talk about something else? But I pay attention when some of you have said, you know, it's been a lot of CBC stuff, not just Gameshi. What is with the focus on the CBC? So let me, let me tell you about the focus on the CBC. I don't know why. 
I don't know if the CBC is just more troubled, if there's just more problems there than other organizations, or if because of the Gameshi story, everybody at the CBC knows that I am interested and I'll cover that stuff. So that organization in particular is sharing stories and, and there's a lot of leaks coming out and a lot of revelations from that organization in particular. I am getting leads and stories about a lot of other places and I'm following up on all of them, but there is nowhere that I'm getting more information from than the CBC. And that that's a bit of a pickle for me because I, I, I'm very self-conscious of the idea that Canada Land is just some place that's, uh, that's shooting arrows at the CBC. But I don't think the right thing to do is to sleep on those CBC stories because I'm afraid of how people are going to think of me or think I'm just some bitter guy. I, I, I think that I have to investigate and report on stuff and ask questions as stories arise, which is not to say that I don't have some license to set an editorial agenda. And frankly, there's way more uh, story leads than there are you know, feet on the ground or, or hands to work on these stories here. So there is a certain aspect of picking and choosing that goes on. But uh, the time-sensitive stuff, the urgent stuff, the newsworthy stuff that's coming in, a lot of it is CBC-oriented. Some of it has to do with particular CBC personalities conflicts of interest. Um, you may have read Sean Craig's story on the Canada Land website about Amanda Lang and this continued speaking gig controversy. And that's not the end of it because the picture that is emerging is that the CBC is just uh, being inundated. HR is inundated with abuse claims from all kinds of different departments. And I have become aware that Janice Rubin's internal investigation of Gian Gameshi is not the only third-party investigator working within the CBC. There's at least one other third-party investigator who's been hired to look into problems at the CBC. So I am following up on those stories. If you have information for me about those stories, I want to report it if it needs to be reported. And if you have information about other news organizations, if you think that there are some big blind spots in Canada Land's coverage, if you just want to tell me what kind of stories you like to hear, which episodes you've enjoyed, all of that input is very welcome. The Toronto centricity of this show, it is still a problem, but it is a problem that I recognized a while ago and have been working on. And uh, it's actually been kind of an amazing process because this is a problem that the entire Canadian media has. And so this question of like, well, let's let's throw in something from the regions. That's what we used to say at the CBC. Let's throw in some regional content. It was always something that we kind of had to do and nobody ever felt very good about it. Everyone thought like, well, no one's going to really care about this except for people from that province or from that city. But, you know, we got to do it just so we don't seem too Toronto-centric. And I like to be led by what's a good story, not where is that story from. From. But I, I do recognize that I have the same problem that everybody else has. I've wanted to expand the focus of this show. And so I've done a few episodes that uh, have to do with uh, regional media problems in the regions. And much to my delight and surprise, this has not been a question of eating my Wheaties and, and doing the nutritious thing that doesn't taste good and having a boring episode just so that I could say that. The episode that we did recently on the Irving family in New Brunswick 
is one of the most downloaded and talked about episodes that we've ever done. Seriously, I think it is only second to the Gameshi stuff in terms of overall traffic. It's a fascinating story that people from all around the country were interested in. And of course, people on the East Coast were especially interested to hear finally some coverage about what's going on where they live. So I want more of that stuff. I want to know what I'm missing out on. I am sure that there's plenty. So please bring that stuff to my attention. There's going to be a lot more of that coming up. There is a live taping coming up. Uh, I have promised live tapings of Canada Land around the country, and the first one is almost upon us. It's a collaboration with Joey Coleman, who is an independent crowdfunded journalist in Hamilton. If you live in Hamilton or you can get to Hamilton and want to check this out, this is happening soon. It's happening on Friday, the 9th of January at 7 p.m., at Hamilton Public Library. I am announcing this on the podcast before I tweet it, before I otherwise publicize it. And if you want to get a ticket, I'm going to post a link to this on the Patreon page. And you can follow the link to nab a free ticket through Eventbrite. So again, this is a free event in Hamilton. I'm going to do a live taping of Canada Land where I'm going to talk with a bunch of people who are facing this problem of how do you do the basic core competency journalism in a smaller market like Hamilton, especially a small market that is so close to Toronto. And there's an independent independently owned television station. There's Joey Coleman doing this uh, crowdfunded independent journalism. How does the meat and potatoes city council, what's happening today in your community reporting happen in a small market that is essentially being abandoned by corporate media? How does that happen? And it is happening. And I'm going to be taping a live conversation about that. And then at the same event, there is a subsequent discussion where I will be a panelist along with Matthew Ingram and Joey. And uh, it would just be wonderful to see some of you out there and to meet you Friday, January 9th at Hamilton Public Library, 7 p.m. About the Patreon. I made a mistake. I did not publicly list on the Patreon that all figures were in U.S. dollars. I didn't actually know that all figures were in U.S. dollars, but I really should have asked. So some of you have complained, and rightly so, that you thought you'd be getting charged for, you know, whatever, $4, $7, $15, and instead what you get charged for is 13 15% above that. That is totally my fault, my oversight. I've since corrected it, and all I can really say is, is thank you, uh, not just for the support, but for bringing that error to my attention, and, and you know, I, I hope you'll continue to support the show anyhow. And uh, to everyone else, to those of you who are listening but have not signed up to support the show financially through Patreon, perhaps, you know, you join the show, you like it, you listen to it every week, but you don't feel that same sense of urgency. Where's your money going to go? Why would you do that? I think you've heard a little bit today about what the plans are once we hit the $10,000 mark. If you can be a part of that, if you can help nudge us past that finish line, the amount of content we produce is going to increase exponentially. And I think you're going to be really proud to see what we're able to do, what the impact of this show is. Please consider it, whether it's a dollar a month, $4 a month, 10, 15, whatever you're comfortable kicking in with on a monthly basis. And there's some neat perks, t-shirts, that sort of thing. Go have a look, patreon.com slash Canada Land if you haven't kicked in already. Once you do, please join us in this conversation about where this should go next. And this is the last thing that I'm going to ask you for input on what we're going to do about this politics show. I am very excited about this show, not because I'm such a politics junkie. The truth of the matter is, I am really ignorant when it comes to Canadian politics. I do not know as much as I should. I do not know as much as I want to. On any given day, I know more about American politics than Canadian politics. And I really have to tell you the reason for that is I enjoy American political coverage better than Canadian political coverage. I enjoy the jokes, the satire. I enjoy the serious stuff. I get involved in the personalities. I find it more evocative and interesting than Canadian political coverage, which I just cannot get into. I can't get into 
into the way they talk. I'm very suspicious of who's being put in front of the microphone, whether you're hearing from a pollster or a strategist or, or a lobbyist. I'm never quite clear. And they speak in this insider jargon that's a big turnoff to me. I have a bunch of ideas about how to correct that, about what I want from a Canada land politics show. But I'm not the person to execute. I need to find a host or perhaps co-hosts. I have some really wonderful, talented people in mind, and I'm in conversation with those people, but that is an open question, and it is something that perhaps the audience of Canada Land can help with. If you have a host to suggest, let me know. Send me an email at jesse at jessebrown.ca. Include the words politics host in the subject line. If you think you are the person who should be hosting that show or co-hosting that show, okay, show me what you got. Let me hear you talk about politics. Let me hear you talk with someone about politics. Keep it short. Give me three minutes or less of audio and send it to jesse at jessebrown.ca and put the words politics audition in the subject line. Guys, that is all I have to talk about today. I am incredibly grateful to be doing what I'm doing right now. I am so thankful to everybody who's been a part of this, whether you're listening or supporting it. Thank you to everybody who's been on this show. Thank you to everybody who has helped me make it in the past and to the amazing team that is forming around me right now to keep it going and to build it out in the days ahead. Happy New Year. I will be back on Monday with a new episode of Canada Land.